Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Big at night, 610 Sports Radio, no Binkley. We'll be back soon, I promise. I'm Dusty Likens with Grant Nicholson tonight. Fresh off the drive, Carrington Harrison, Rob Breton, and of course, the big news and the big news. Not playing. But the big news today, Russell Wilson moving from Seattle to Denver. I don't know why this computer never plays. It's frustrating. But... Audio will play later from Ian Rappaport of Russell Wilson joining the Broncos. Big news, right? I mean, I don't know how a lot of people feel about it. I don't know if there's like that that buzz that was there when Denver got Peyton. But the Broncos received Russell Wilson in a fourth-round pick. The Seattle Seahawks received two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, um, big news today, I guess, for the AFC West, big news today for the NFL. It's like Aaron Rodgers got his moment, and then Aaron Rodgers was forgot about within 17 seconds. But today, Denver got their guy. That is a fact. Denver has struggled for the last five years in the AFC West. They thought Teddy Bridgewater could keep the, you know, Keep the boat steady. It was still a little rocky. They had to put in Drew Locke in a few games this year. But Denver got their guy. It's Russell Wilson. My question is, let's be real about Russell Wilson for a bit. Russell Wilson hasn't really been that guy that he was in the first, you know, six, seven years in his career in the last two years. Last year, obviously, the, the ligament injury in the hand caused him to miss games. The year before that, it was MVP Russ or let Russ cook for about the first six weeks of the season, and then it disappeared. And we got back to this level of we're listening to DK Metcalf talk to Brandon Marshall in a docuseries, and it just says, what happened to your offense? And DK Metcalf explains to him, everybody just kind of figured out what we were doing. So again, let's be real about what Russell Wilson is. I think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. I think Russell Wilson is a good rah-rah guy for your team. I think Russell Wilson is a good, positive vibes guy. If you want to look at his Twitter, he's one of those guys that when you're down in the dumps, just go read Russell Wilson's Twitter. Have a blessed day is a Russell Wilson tweet that gets used probably 18 times a year. 
He's got a good support system. He's a good dude. But is he that guy that makes Denver, what I would like to think, scary? I don't know if Denver is scary. I think with Denver, Russell Wilson makes them interesting, makes them obviously more competitive. But like the big question I have that I've seen when it comes to odds and futures is that is Denver now better than the Chargers? Now they got rid of Noah Fant, but Noah Fant ever since been drafted out of Iowa has been kind of a disappointment. Noah Fant was supposed to be that tandem tied in him and Hawkinson, both out of Iowa, both drafted in the first round, both revolutionary to their position, kind of in that Travis Kelsey type of tight end run. Didn't really happen. Noah Fant injuries goes to Seattle. Drew Locke drafted out of Mizzou, had a little bit of hype, was decent his, his junior year, good his senior year at Mizzou, and then goes to Denver, falls in the draft. A lot of narratives in the draft was that it just wasn't there mentally when it came to the NFL type of textbook stuff. Goes to Denver, doesn't work out. Denver hasn't beaten the Chiefs since Obama was in office. And yet, here we are again, Denver makes the move, and now all of a sudden there's a lot of futures and a lot of expectations that Denver is the team now behind Kansas City. I think one of the most important things that you can see from this information today is that it didn't put anybody above Kansas City. The Chiefs hold serve. So there's two things I think the Chiefs can look at when this type of information comes out today. Denver gets better. There's no secret. Denver gets their guy. Denver gets a quarterback. They now have somebody there that they can rely on since Peyton Manning was there and did the whole Super Bowl run and, and ran the West. Now you have Russell Wilson and company leading the charge. He's still got weapons. I don't know if his weapons in Denver are better than his weapons were in Seattle. I don't know if I'd get mad if you would take Lockett and DK over Judy and Sutton and Tim Patrick. I don't know if I'd get mad at that for you. I will say this. They do have a really good running back that's going to be a stud next year in Denver that's going to help out the Russell Wilson experiment. But what this does for the Chiefs is it keeps them at the top still, and now it lets the Chiefs kind of make their move. And I think that's an important thing to look at when you look at today's information and you look at today's development of what football news was. And that is now the Chiefs can sit back and I think the Chiefs can look at, okay, Denver's going to do this. This is, this is where Denver's moving forward. We saw what L.A. did today. We'll get into a little bit of that as Mike Williams signs the $60 million deal, 30-plus guaranteed. Mike Williams, stud. Would have loved him on the Chiefs. Didn't know if he was going to get the franchise tag. They punted on the tag. They just said, here's your contract. Chris Godwin, more than likely, going to sign a long-term deal with the Bucks. Devontae Adams, tagged. We'll get into all that in a little bit later, probably next segment when we talk about the wide receiver market shrinking. But Denver's made a move. The Chargers have made a move. And now Kansas City, seeing how everybody's going to do things, now the Chiefs can make their move. And I find that very interesting today because he had his choice here's here. Rappaport. He that there were several teams that inquired with Seattle to potentially try to trade for Russell Wilson. Washington Commanders were one of them. There was at least one more team that told Seattle, uh, we want to come and trade for Russell Wilson. He had a no trade clause, which really is the big hammer here. This is something that gives Wilson 
control over where he goes. He wanted to go to Denver. This was his preferred location in part uh, because of the roster, the young receivers, a pretty baller defense, a young coach in Nathaniel Hackett, who obviously had so much success, uh, obviously had so much success uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson wanted to be a member of the Denver Broncos. That is why this deal happened. And for Denver, uh, they have really spent, uh, they have really spent the last several years trying to find a quarterback uh, ever since Peyton Manning, really. They, they got one. So you kind of hear it at the end of Rappaport's report there, like, they, they got one. Aaron Rodgers obviously had no interest in going to Denver. He wanted to stay in Green Bay. He played his circus last year. This year it was more so like round two, but not as exciting. Like we mentioned, excuse me, last week, it felt like the second installment of a first movie that was really great like an American pie, like a hangover. Like the second one is unnecessary. We go see it, but it doesn't really do anything for you. Kind of like this year, Aaron Rodgers was sending out, I don't know, maybe he was a little hammered when he sent out the yoga instructions or the, the daily ritual that he did. I don't know what's going on. But eventually, obviously, he signs with Green Bay, gives his boy McAfee a nice little high five and says, I'll break it on your show. And then the rest can come unfollowing. Right? I thought that was kind of nice. Because that's what makes this industry so great, is that if you can find that guy that likes you, that's got a big name, and gives you information, it makes you a credible source. High five to McAfee for that. But again, we get back to the Chiefs and the Broncos and what this division means. The third point that I make about Russell Wilson coming to the AFC West is, in fact, Russell Wilson coming to the AFC West. This is now the first time that we have seen this in the Mahomes era where somebody has come to this division to try to compete with what is the cream of the crop. Mahomes and the Chiefs have won this division for several years straight. Mahomes as a starter in the four years has not lost this division. Mahomes as a starter in this division has played the AFC championship game in his backyard. This was the first year, this previous year, that we thought maybe the Chiefs were going to be a quote-unquote wild card team because they were three and four. And how that ended was, well, it was in L.A. when Mahomes looked at the sideline of the Chargers and said, this is, this is, this is my league, where I stand. And this is now, Herbert was an accidental fill-in. We all remember. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. And the Broncos went through trials and tribulations with draft picks and what they thought might happen and what they thought they could work with Flacco, but Drew Locke, but Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Simeon, and it just never worked. And now, for the first time, a big shot is going to come into this division and challenge Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to see how that goes. And that's one of the most interesting things about today that I think didn't get really talked about is the fact that this now breaks the seal of somebody coming to this division that has been owned very aggressively by one Patrick Mahomes. And now you've got to stand toe-to-toe twice a year against Patrick Mahomes, once in, obviously, your house, and then you got to come to Arrowhead. But now it's like, are we going to see more quarterbacks 
try to come to this division within these next five to six years when Mahomes is in his youth and hitting his quarterback stride, Russell Wilson is taking one for the team and saying, I'm going to give it my best shot. It's not like he lacks targets. This was the team that he wanted to come to. This is the division he wanted to be in. And this is the AFC that he wanted to join. And now he joins a division, not only in the AFC West, but in the AFC that is loaded with quarterback talent. I don't know where he ranks amongst AFC quarterbacks. And I don't know what this decision of him coming to Denver does for you. But to me, it's not really scary. It's not really threatening. It's just more so interesting. Because I don't know what's left in the tank of Russell Wilson. I think he's got two years of good football. Get healthy, get your mind right, figure out the system. But I will say this. I'm very, very interested to see what the future holds if Russell Wilson fails in Denver. Tonight on the show, we'll have Jake Eisenberg of the Omaha Storm Chasers talk a little Bobby Witt, talk a little baseball. Ben Heisler at 7.30 to talk a little gambling. Tiger Woods joins the Hall of Fame. But when we come back, that wide receiver market that was so big, I got it shrunk. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back in, Bink at Night. Dusty Likens with you, Grant Nicholson with you on 610 Sports Radio. Coming up in a little bit, Jake Eisenberger, the Omaha Storm Chasers, play-by-play. I mean, you want to know about Bobby Witt. Go to Omaha. I'm pretty sure he can play there. I think he will be playing there. Why not? Not going to play in the MLB. I said last night, Grant, I said... uh, I think we're going to be July 1st until the until the baseball season starts. That's my guess. And then 
Chris Unicero, of course, was saying, well, all along, I said June. Well, good for you, Chris. Anyways, you can hear Chris Unicero Thursday and Friday on 610 Sports Radio. Tomorrow night, K-State, West Virginia, Big 12 men's basketball tournament starts tomorrow. Can't wait. Uh, Ben Heisler will be on at 7.30. If you don't follow Ben Heisler on Twitter, one, you should. Two, he'll make you some money. And three, he's going to have a lot of fun at 7.30 tonight. I asked him if he was okay. Boy, has life gotten Ben Heisler quickly. He's got a family now, a couple kids, but he's still a a kid at heart because he still likes putting money and and wagers on on futures, and I'm interested because I'm going to give him some points at the PGA Championship uh, this weekend. Got to be a doozy. Tomorrow night's going to make me, uh, it's going to make me really sad because uh, Tiger Woods will get introduced into the Hall of Fame, so we're going to talk about that because it's not only because what he's done and who he is and all that, but also who's introducing him and introducting him into the Hall of Fame. Inducting him into the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, you know, we got a lot to talk about, but what I thought was kind of crazy today, what kind of made me sit back and think, it kind of plays hand in hand with the opening segment with Russell Wilson going to the or to the Broncos um, and the news that broke uh, Twitter today, it was the blockbuster deal. You know, you wake up in the morning and you see there's a couple tags, Dalton Schultz, you're like, I don't care. Mike Gusecki, I don't care. And then Aaron Rodgers makes a contract deal. So when you see Aaron Rodgers get 150-plus guaranteed, you think to yourself, okay, well, now Devontae Adams isn't going anywhere. Not that Devontae Adams was ever an option for the Chiefs to have at wide receiver. But... It takes away a name in the free agency pool of wide receivers. And then as that happens, the Russell Wilson information drops. Then the Chargers information drops of Mike Williams. So now you're out of two wide receivers. And then Schefter tweets that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to, without a doubt, Lock up Chris Godwin, which they should. He's a stud receiver. He's just coming off an ACL injury. But as we've seen in the NFL, from what used to be a year-long injury is now it seems like six months. <laughs> like it, like we're going to see video of Chris Godwin in the next two months running routes. I, I just feel like that's coming. So there's three. Those were probably what? The three big names on the wide receiver free agency list? Devontae... Mike Williams, Chris Godwin. You go down a couple tiers now, and you think to yourself, okay, if the Chiefs really do want to go get a wide receiver, they got to make a move soon. At least that's what it kind of seems like. Now, there are still names out there like Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, DJ Shark, And Amari Cooper. And what I've thought about this is that Amari Cooper's name is now getting a little bit sexier, right? Because, like, at first, when you think of your options, now I don't want to consider this to be rude, like a couple skate where the first three hot girls are gone, and now you're like, okay, okay, 
Let's get serious here. That went fast. We got to pick somebody and really think about us before we don't have anybody. So when you look at Amari Cooper, now Amari Cooper might be, in your mind, or in a lot of people's mind, the best possible wide receiver available for your team. Now, if I was, a, if I was somebody on the Chiefs, I'm calling Seattle. And I'm saying, hey, let's just have a conversation. To me, it is clear you all are playing for 2024 and 2025. You don't care about next year. The quarterback that won your lone Super Bowl, the quarterback that was your franchise, your 70-year-old coach who is going to retire in the next year, it's all coming down. It's like Kanye said, it all falls down. What do they want for DK Metcalf? I'm just having fun here. It's March 8th. Free agency doesn't start for another six days. Franchise tag day is over. Football is in a place of purgatory. And if I'm Brett Veach, I'm just shooting the breeze. Hey, you got rid of Russell Wilson. You got Drew Locke. We know how that's going to go. I'm sorry, Drew. I do root. I do hope good things for you. I really do. You got Noah Fant. Should be good. Just inconsistent. Are you willing to get rid of Tyler Lockett? Are you willing to get rid of DK Metcalf? You know with Tyler Lockett, you have ties. Go Cats. Right. You've been waiting on that one. You had that in the holster. Grant with his... Faint purple lavender. It's lavender. All right. It's a lavender hoodie. It looks like a little faded purple. But I like it. I like that color on you. Really brings out your eyes. But just to have fun with it. But again, you're seeing a pure example of how the Chiefs should play it out every year for at least the next year or two. Because their team is locked in and their team is what they are. You have Tyree Kill, who is a top, what do you want to call him, top two receiver in the league? You want to put Devontae up there at one? You want to put Tyreek at two? That's fine. Justin Jefferson is really coming after you quickly. But this is how the Chiefs should play it every single year. You don't necessarily need to move first. Let the ones around you try to fix their team to what they think beats you the previous year. Then you add on. You didn't need a number one or a number two trying to be a number one in Mike Williams, Devontae Adams, or Chris Godwin. You didn't really need that. It would have been nice. That's the Kevin Durant to the Golden State Warriors move. But you can get an Amari Cooper who looks sexy now. You can get. an Allen Robinson or a DJ Shark. Because a DJ Shark can come here on a three-year deal, not as expensive, ball out with Mahomes, then go get the bag. But two of the better teams made moves today, and now you hold serve. So they made their splash. They jumped quickly. They did it. You see what L.A.'s done. They still have a little bit of money to spend, and they're going to spend it. Denver, that's their move. 
They're not making any more moves. That's Denver's roster now. Now you sit back and you say, all right, now it's our turn. We come back. We we talk to the play-by-play commentator of the Omaha Storm Chaser, Jake Eisenberg. He joins us next here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You know, in a day where we ought to be talking spring training and baseball, the NFL just trumps everything. And I think that's why the NFL is so powerful, because every time anything new comes out of the NFL, we're like a a dog chasing a car. We don't even know what we'd do if we caught it. That's a line from the dark night. I kind of wanted to tie in a Heisenberg and an Eisenberg, but I didn't. We're with Jake Eisenberg now, the Omaha Storm Chasers. How you doing, Jake? <laughs> I'm doing well, Dusty. Thanks for having me. You are literally the one who knocks uh, tonight. I'm sure you get that reference as well. Um, so we start off with the first and most popular question, and that is, I think you're the most important person when it comes to talking about Bobby Witt because you've seen him the most, and I ain't to ask with baseball being locked out, how much will Royals fans miss not seeing him at the K? Now they can see him somewhere. You know that. But how much will they miss not seeing what is advertised, and is it as advertised? Well, well Dusty, I'll start with saying that, A, there are far, far more important than me to talk about Bobby Wood Jr. That's not uh, true. certainly ones that are more knowledgeable. Um, I'll also say that, you know, Bobby is a generational talent. He is an absolute sensation. Yes, it is as advertised. I mean, you saw what Rusty Koontz said about him a couple weeks ago, comparing him to Ken Griffey Jr. We had Alex Zumwalt, the Royals Director of uh, Hitting of Hit Player Development and Hitting Performance, 
on the Stormcast, our, our podcast this past week, and you know, he was raving about Bobby Wood Jr. and literally said that he has never seen a player like Bobby Wood Jr. That is high, high praise coming from the highest-ranked player development official in the Kansas City Royals organization. As far as fans in Kansas City, the truth is, Dusty, there wasn't really a guarantee that they were going to see Bobby on opening day at the K to begin with because Bobby's down at spring training and he's still got to make the team. He's still got to compete for an opening day spot. And despite the fact that it you know, very much looks like that could be the case or would be the case, that is still a hurdle yet to get over. Now, personally, I have no doubt that he will get to that hurdle and then some very, very quickly when he's given the opportunity to do so. But there is still the possibility that even if there wasn't a lockout, that he would start the season with the Omaha Storm Chasers. It depends on how spring training went or goes, and that has yet to be determined because there isn't a major league spring training. So kind of hard question to answer. So what's it? What's this year been like for you know an organization like you guys? Like your guys are, you know, you guys hit the ground running in April. You you kind of nothing's affecting you at all. So how does this season? How does it play for you? Because the way I look at it is, I always watch. You know, I keep my eyes peeled for AAA because that's where you you find out if guys like Ryan O'Hearn are going to be the truth or guys like when Hosmer, Mustakis, and Perez. And I'll be fair, like when I started really focusing in on it, that's where my attention went. So, what does a year like this mean for you guys down there, where you don't skip out, you don't miss out on your season? Like it starts and it hits the ground running on April fifth, and it's time to go. What's that mean for you guys down there when this is all going on uh, for Major League Baseball? There's a ton of excitement, and admittedly, Dusty, there's also a ton of relief after back-to-back minor league seasons that didn't really go off without a hitch. Obviously, 2020 was what it wasn't, and 2021, we thought we were going to start in April and then started in May. So to be guaranteed that we're starting on April 5th and we're going to see Storm Chasers baseball on April 5th no matter what after the last couple of years is a massive, massive relief. And we couldn't be more excited to get started around the league and especially at Warner Park. Like you said, opening day is April 5th, and our home opener here in Omaha is on April 12th. So for us, it's been, you know, business as usual, getting ready for the season, getting the ballpark ready. Today, the ground crew was out on the field, you know, Mm. getting the infield dirt ready and getting the pitching mound ready and and things like that. And it was great to see because we've had some interesting weather this week. It snowed and it's been (laughs) nice and it was really nice last week too, but the point is, it's business as usual. We're getting ready for the season. We couldn't be more excited. And that's because no matter what, we're going to see Storm Chasers baseball on April 5th. So do you expect Bobby Wood Jr. to be playing April 5th for the Omaha Storm Chasers? I mean, all signs are pointing in that direction. Could that change? Absolutely. There's nothing written in stone whatsoever. So much of it has to do with the current labor negotiations and whether or not the Players Association and the owners come to an agreement between now and then, and if and when they do, what a major league spring training would look like and how it would be set up. But as far as where he could play, well, the Storm Chasers are going to have games on April 5th, and Major League Baseball is not. And so, logically speaking, if there are games to be played, Bobby would theoretically be in a Storm Chasers uniform, playing shortstop and probably batting second on April 5th, you know, as things stand right now. But as we know, Dusty, that's right now at 639 on, you know, March 8th or whatever today. You know, I don't even know the day of the week anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's the 8th. But the it's point the is, point is, you know, 
they're negotiating as we speak. So who knows? I will say this. I, I've, I've talked to a few play-by-play guys, and, and you, you all just kind of see the game differently. You feel the game differently because you have your way of, of bringing it to the audience. And one thing that I will say is, you know, when you see moments at like Arrowhead, for instance, when Tyreek Hill goes back for a punt and the crowd chants his name, you know, the play-by-play guy may not always focus in on that. They might say like, you know, they see the scene, they set it up, and then the play happens and they're, they're there to support it. When you watched a guy like Bobby Witt play for the Omaha Storm Chasers, which was a guy that now that social media has become, you know, as large as it is, and everybody can really follow minor league baseball. Like they don't have to just, you know, go to the website, which is really easy to do if you want to follow a team or, you know, maybe watch them somehow get a stream. But like when you watched a guy like Bobby Witt play for a team in Omaha and, and do things that, that we would see on Twitter, like hit the 450 yard bomb. Did you ever, you know, take a step back from the microphone and kind of look around and was that feeling there of the, you know, like, Holy cow, this kid's arrived. Short answer. Yes. I remember his second game in the Storm Chasers uniform in the span of three innings in about 45 minutes. He had an opposite field infield hit. So he hit the ball to second base on the ground and got an infield hit. So he showed off the wheels. Then he made a diving play up the middle at shortstop. And the inning after that, he had an inside-the-park home run for his first AAA homer. And you knew what was coming, but you saw it for the first time in that moment. And there were so many other, there were so many other many, there were so many other moments like that. The stolen bases, the defensive plays, the inside the park homers. That's inside the park homers plural because he did it twice. He hit four homers in a week in Columbus and stuff like that. And, and I'll say this, Dusty, you know, as a play by play broadcaster, you know, these moments and these things that you see are just incredible. And it's, it's our job as broadcasters, especially on the radio, to be the conduit of these moments to the people that aren't at the ballpark. So as much as I want to step back and I'm speechless and trying to figure out, you know, what to say and how to describe these moments that Bobby is creating, it's my job to take these moments and continue to provide a broadcast that is engaging, enthusiastic, informative, in Bobby's case, awe-inspiring, and relay these moments and these highlights to all the fans that are listening the best way that I can, the best way that I can paint the picture of what Bobby is doing and what Bobby is accomplishing. That's, that's my job, and that goes not just for Bobby, but everybody else is wearing a Storm Chasers uniform or otherwise. I, we as broadcasters are the conduit of the game to the fans, and that's really that's the goal. And if we can capture that excitement and that awe, then we're doing our job. Heck yeah. Um, I, this, this might be a little bit of a dramatic question, and I'm, I tend to be dramatic, but... Is this the most important year for minor league baseball? Because in a, in a time where, and I've said it, where I, I think the major league baseball program is dying because there's just so much arguing and stubbornness. Is this the most important year for, for minor league baseball? Because like you said, it's business as usual in April 5th, hitting the ground running. So like, what is, what does this year mean to you guys? I think you can make an argument that last year was really the most important year for minor league baseball, getting back on the field and having front offices back in action and seeing fans come to the ballpark again after a 2020 season that decimated minor league baseball. And that was after, you know, 42 teams were contracted. I think you could also make an argument that this year is equally important for minor league baseball, because as of right now, Dusty, there is a bigger spotlight on minor league baseball, certainly at the AAA level, 
and certainly in Omaha because Major League Baseball currently isn't in action. So, yeah, there's an opportunity to take advantage of that spotlight and take advantage of being the avenue that fans have to enjoy the highest level of professional baseball there is in the world. And, you know, we can do that through more fans or different fans coming to the ballpark and experiencing the fun promotions we have. We can do that by making sure that our MILB TV stream is top-notch and accessible and fun for those tuning in from the not Omaha area. So, yeah, I would say that there's an opportunity for minor league baseball to showcase itself. Is it the most important year ever? I think it depends on who you ask, but I think the opportunity is definitely there for minor league baseball to show why it's so important and why it's such a fabric of our American sports society. April 5th, you hit the ground running. Jake Eisenberg, the play-by-play guy of the Omaha Storm Chasers. I have one question. What is your what is your pregame meal before a baseball game, or does it vary anywhere else? <laughs> depends on what they have in the press box. Okay, all right. So just a dog and some nachos? or Before a pregame starts. <laughs> That's fair, too. Well, hey, man, uh, big year for you all. Uh, a lot of support up here, including myself. I know there's a lot of people up here really interested in how things go this year, but more importantly, it all starts with you guys. It seems like every time the Royals are getting ready to do something big, and, boy, they're on the cusp, and it all started there last year with, uh, with the tandem of, of, of Witt and Prado. So uh, good luck this year. Have a fun year. And, and April 5th, get ready to hit the ground running. No doubt. Opening day, April 5th. We'll see everybody at Warner Park on April 12th. Come hang out with us. We're not too far away from Kansas City. OmahaStormChasers.com to get your tickets. And hope to see you, Dusty, and everyone else up here in Omaha. It's a date, man. We'll see you soon. Take care, Jake. Jake Eisenberg, Omaha Storm Chasers, play-by-play voice there. You said, there it is. Big year. Last year was important. This year, important, too. But, again, the Bobby Witt Jr. feels the, 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 just the emotion, the, the star power. It's all there, man. You heard it in his voice. You heard it in his passion. Uh, we come back. There was somebody who got signed to an extension today who I consider the GOAT, and it's also another national holiday today. We'll get into that when we get back. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Grant, I know these piss you off. But I tend to like Uber facts a lot. I don't think they piss me off. I just always see them, and I, I don't can never tell if they're real. Yeah, Chris and I were talking about these last night, but I thought this was interesting. This one says, what is something you were warned about as a child that you now feel was exaggerated? I responded with, if you eat carrots, they make your eyes better. Somebody responded to, other than the dangers of getting my ankle caught by a giant clam while diving, question mark, but actually, it's just marijuana. <laughs> I always think it's like quicksand or like snake pits. Yeah. Well, I always just thought that that was like relatively commonplace. Like I'd just be in like rural Missouri and just like, yeah. oh, no. Quicksand did kind of make me scared as hell when I think about like if you really do just get swallowed by the sand. But really, it's just what, like three feet? You just hit like a, a, a solid surface. You just got to like make sure you, you know. They, like, always have rope in your car. Yeah, in case I get stuck in quicksand. Somebody said waiting an hour after eating before swimming. Somebody said academics equals success. Every PE teacher is saying at their last school, someone threw a javelin and it went straight through someone, so not to mess around about. Hmm. 
Uber facts. What is something you were warned about as a child that you now feel was exaggerated? Marijuana <laughs> taking away the, the, the major pool. <laughs> what are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, it's not even a fact. That's not an Uber fact. It's just as a question they're asking. Yeah, but that's from Uber Facts. Okay. Um, somebody said from the 913, waiting 30 minutes after eating before you swim. I like that. Oh, okay. All right. It's done now. It's now actually not- done. Yeah. All right. The two pumps of the rift of the guitar and we're done. Oh, that's good. Um, so today, you know, big day, I think at least. Um, National Women's Day today um, that we like to celebrate. And one thing that I like to bring up is that, I don't know if it's coincidentally uh, happened on the same thing, but ESPN uh, re-signed Doris Burke to a multi-year uh, extension. Doris Burke, to me, is is the greatest. Uh Female commentator, uh, top five for me in general, Doris from ESPN or front office sports says Doris is recognized and admired across the media industry for her ability to educate, inform, entertain, and teach the game. So this put me on a rabbit hole and I went down this for a while and I know there's a lot of you out there that don't watch the NBA. So you probably don't even listen to Doris Burke, but somebody like her has revolutionized the entire sports industry with tenacity, with education, bravery, and to just basically sit there and do something that not a lot of women have been able to do because of one, not given the chance, and two, just been completely dominated by men. And, you know, I do this this for a living. There's no woman on 610 Sports Radio. I always loved Jillian Carroll's points when she would give them on Saturday mornings when we do our three-time programming every morning, lead off, out of bounds, overtime. But you look at people like Doris Burke and you and you see that, you know, they're not going anywhere. And ESPN, the four-letter network who is, you know, the mecca of the sports world no matter how we look at it. They recognize that. They know that she's probably sought after by so many different other organizations. And when I talk about female broadcasters, Dottie Pepper's one that I also enjoy. And she's in a very male-dominated profession. She's on the golf network. Like, you know, it's great. It's great to hear those voices every Sunday afternoon, you know, the Jim Nance that really sets the tone. Like there's never been a guy I can't honestly think of other than, you know, Jim Nance that was born to announce golf. Just like everything he says, he could describe a tornado and you'd be calm. And, you know, Dottie gets on there and she'll talk about a lie in the rough. And you're just like, this is interesting. Like nobody else could do what she's doing. Um, You look at Holly Rowe. Holly Rowe does a very, very, very good job and and what I really interest and what I really like that she does is how she engages with Bill Self and like Coach K and 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 coaches that are super intense like that. Like Bill Self isn't the easiest guy to talk to before halftime. Neither is Calipari. Those guys are red asses. They want to get in there and they want to chew these kids out and tell them that what they're doing is going to get them a loss. 
And they're able, Holly Rowe is one of those people that can just get in there, ask those three burning questions, and then see you later. And not only that, but this is one of those things where, like, game recognizes game. Like, Bill Self is a head coach and probably one of the best head coaches in the entire nation when it comes to college basketball. And Holly Rowe knows that, but talks to him like he is, in fact, just another guy on the street. Be real with him. Get him the three questions. Get him out. Tracy Wolfson, another great one. Aaron Andrews, another fantastic interview. And again, there's a lot of you out there that are like, well, there's a lot of these networks that just put a woman on the sideline so that they don't get in trouble with the world. That's not the case. These women are great at what they do, and they do it because they are great at what they do. And they're recognized for it. And Doris Burke is somebody that has always made me watch basketball and think when I watch it. Like, she'll say things about a defense or, like, what an offense is trying to accomplish, and then I'll sit there, and then it happens. So, like, you thought Tony Romo was fun? Doris Burke's been doing it for 10 years, even longer. Explaining the game of basketball, going one-on-one with another commentator next to her, really revolutionizing that sport and letting people feel comfortable in their own skin doing what they love and doing it actually pretty well and doing it better than maybe a male counterpart. And again, this isn't me here activating for anything or pushing a movement or anything like that. This is just me respecting on a holiday, or not a holiday, but on a day that is National Women's Day. And on a day where we saw Doris Burke get that contract extension from ESPN to continue to do what she does because, again, like they said, Doris is recognized and admired across the media industry, media industry, not NBA, not ESPN, but the entire media industry for her ability to educate, inform, entertain, and teach. And I think that if you were to go to broadcast school and they ask you, what are the core values of broadcasting? I think their four core values would be to educate, to inform, to entertain, and to teach. We just talked to a play-by-play announcer from Omaha Storm Chasers organization, Jake Eisenberg, and he kind of said that exact same thing. When moments come up in the game, it is their job to explain to somebody who is not there the best way that they can to feel it the same way that they do. And when stuff like that happens, we're going to play audio in a little bit about a putt that was made by Tiger Woods 20 years ago. And you'll hear what this guy had to say when he saw the puck go in. And he was still there to educate, inform, entertain, and teach. And Doris Burke, again, gets many, many more years to do it and also gives many, many more women the ability and the tenacity and the encouragement to continue to move forward and maybe a field that they've been told not going to happen. So good for Doris Burke as the GOAT. Gets it. Speaking of the goats, some people consider Aaron Rodgers to be one of them. Aaron Rodgers got his news, and then it was, well, it was kind of overlooked. So let's go back and talk about Aaron Rodgers today. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.